0: Detroit Lions select. Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Back off looks, golf throws. Caught inside the one. Fighting for the end zone and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions on Ross St. ground. Snap he's got it. Wants to throw. Wentz, looks, looks, pressure comes, Wentz hit sack. Back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson. That's number two.
1: yo what is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 320 on the blue where never can't. i am hero styler told my main guy as always mr on far nope here with us but malcolm how we doing man
2: Woo! what is going on man yo we are back um victory monday man can't complain at all man i feel great man how yes, you doing sir? bro
1: doing great you know these victory mondays are feeling good like it's gotten to the point where like i'm like Used to them now, which it used to be like kind of a rare occasion where like it was a victory money. I was like, oh, you really have to go all out on a victory of money. But now it's like okay, like I'm kind of used to it now. Like I don't need to go, like go all out, like out, like how I used to before. Like I used to have to listen to GMAC cash lines want to get at least ten times on repeat in the car. Now it's like you know, act like I've been there because we have been there, and the lines are just used to winning right now. Yeah, you know, that's crazy.
2: Because I told my wife the exact same thing because I'm watching the game, and usually I'm crazy. I'm like, oh. Like after after every you know after everything I, I'm I'm hyped you know but I'm just sitting down calm watching the game and she's like I don't I don't hear you like screaming or nothing today I'm like yeah because uh, you know I I kind of expect this you know was, I, I like I feel like uh, I'm expecting all this to happen already so I mean I, I don't know man it's like uh, I just feel like that we're just expecting to win so it's it's, it's kind of it's a good feeling right now
1: it is a good feeling right now you know um. Something I've never really felt with this football team ever, or honestly, any of my teams. Honestly, let's be frank like, anytime it was anything like a big deal, big win, like, you know, you're gonna be excited for a minute. And like, I'm still very excited, like, don't get me wrong, like, I I am still thrilled. It was a heart racing game. I feel like we haven't had one of those in a while, like, it was like a heart racing game. Um, but like, the Mondays afterwards, I don't know, it's just like one of those things is like, I don't need to go all out like I used to in the past. I don't know, it it, is different, which is which is in a good way, in a good way, it's different. So, um, yes, man. If, if you guys are enjoying the ride, this has been a phenomenal season so far. The Lions are sitting at seven and two. Let that just sink in in your brains right now. Like, the Lions are sitting at seven and two, second place in the NFC, first place in the NFC North, one game behind the Philadelphia Eagles for the number one seed. Like, it's just a very good spot. So, all right, let's get into this game versus the Los Angeles Chargers, which, like I said, was a heart racing thriller. Lions win this game off a game winning field goal 41 to 38 and improve the record to 7 2. Like I said, uh, Malcolm, like when you just look at this game as a whole, let's start off with the offense. Like, what is your biggest impressions from this Chargers game?
2: That you know what, we may have, you know, and I I just thought about this, we actually might have 2,000 yard rushers. I, I think it's very possible. If these two backs can stay healthy, I think if you look at like the average, if they average like sixty something yards, the rest of these games going going through, we might actually have two thousand yard rushes. I mean, I think we have a really dynamic running game, you know, and and also the offensive line, man. I think the offensive line, you know, it, it when they're healthy, it just shows how how they could keep Jared Goff clean and how clean of a game Jared Goff can play with when he's protected man so i think the whole office in general between the running game the offensive line Jared Golf, the receiving court um there was clicking all cylinders
1: yeah <laughs> we were talking before we before we clicked record is like what kind of this game remind me of and it reminded me a little bit of that seattle game from last year if you guys remember like just an absolute shootout where there was essentially just no defense to be played in that game um and i think you tweeted it on monday was that we just got the good side of the coin this time like we got the good side of the of the football this time and we won that type of football game and you know it it was just one of those very very exciting games for you know an outside fan like it was just a bunch of fireworks, a bunch of offense and the lions offense like you mentioned man just kept clicking on all cylinders passing game was phenomenal running game was phenomenal Essentially, whatever they wanted to do on offense, they were able to accomplish. They, they didn't really have many stop gaps. I mean, they got uh, one turnover on downs in the end zone, and then they pumped the ball one time where they were technically in field goal. And It would have been a 55-year field goal if they liked to kick a field goal. So outside of that, they pretty much did whatever they wanted to do on offense. If they wanted to run the ball, if they wanted to pass the ball, they were all clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, when it's like that, man, That's when this offense could could come really really scary, and we we've talked about like this offense has been good, but I think they were just like they were a little off like some games. Like we we knew it could be better, and I think after the bye week in this game, you kind of click it all. You saw it all kind of click together, and that offseason vision that you had of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, you saw it in full display in this Chargers game, and you hope with this final stretch of games in uh, November and whatever we got left in December and whatever the the small games in January and going to the playoffs, this is what you envision. And I think that's very, very exciting for Lions fans because, you know, let's be honest, some people were, I don't want to say concerned, but like they're waiting for Gibbs to pop off. And I would say the last three games, even the Baltimore game where it was in a blowout, he's had three phenomenal games back to back to back. And I think he has finally arrived to be the player that we all expected when we drafted him.
2: Oh yeah, he he definitely figured it out. Um, he 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 definitely's come coming to his own. Um, but I want to talk about David Montgomery, man. Who would have thought that? You know, the last time we had a a, a rushing, uh, I, I guess a, a rushing touchdown for seventy five yards, all the way, and it's crazy because it's sad that I remember this game is, is when Jarvyn Best, um, <laughs> versus the Bears. Yeah, versus the Bears that had right. that big um seventy five yard run, and who who would have thought the next rusher to do that would have been David Montgomery? Yeah, that that's all that's to me man
1: yeah I thought it was funny I saw a video of Mon- Montgomery and Gibbs on the bench and <laughs> he's going to Gibbs you like I can't be giving you all the touchdowns and uh like you know th- they're coming a dynamic backfield and I've said it for months I since we drafted Gibbs like I I envisioned this backfield to be what the New Orleans Saints had when Dan Campbell was over there it's what Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram were and I'm seeing it right now kind of coming to its own and it's really fun, dude. And, and like you said, yeah, you would never be able to get the day of Montgomery to be the next 75 year rusher to be rushing because that's just not his game. You know, that's not his style of back. And, you know, he, he made it work and made it happen. The crazy thing, that was a broken play, too. That wasn't even supposed yeah. to be run.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I was going to just say that. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm Ross Brown mentioned that that play wasn't even supposed to happen. But um Jared Goff checked into it because they came in with the wrong personnel and right. um they just ran the play. And that's that was the result, man. That's crazy.
1: And, like, it was a respectful run game that you were playing against. You were playing the Chargers, who I think we said they were ranked sixth before this game. And, you know, the Lions did not show that at all versus, like, Chargers defense. Like, they they made them look like one of the worst run defense in the league. And, you know, they were able to run the ball, pass the ball. Like, they whatever they wanted to do, man, it was clicking on all cylinders, which was very, very nice.
2: Yeah. Um, I just can't wait to see how they are because I still don't think they're in full strength yet. Even though the offensive line played really well, but I want to see what um, um jones People Jones gonna be able to bring to that team. I think he's gonna be able to um open up the field more. Uh, not, not not the field, but <clears throat> I'll say like the red zone area. Um, you'll be able to get him involved in the in the red zone, and I'll probably probably increase the red zone percentage because even though they played really well yesterday, I still think the red zone is something that they still need to work on. Um, going into this game, they were forty eight percent. And then this game, they is just 50% as far as red zone efficiency. Um, so that is something that they just – this is something minor that they just need to improve on. And I think, you know, adding down to people Jones could, could help out that area for them, hopefully.
1: I thought it was a phenomenal game by Ben Johnson. I think the best game for sure this year and arguably the best game we've ever seen out of him since coming offensive corner for the Detroit Lions. So I thought he did everything great yesterday.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's like everything he called – <laughs> like it, it worked. Like as far as like the fourth down plays, it was really it, it was very creative. You know, he was getting St. Brown involved in the running game, or you know the the, the play action to um, Brock Wright, Either, whatever whatever play he he wanted to dial up. um it, it looked like it worked, and it was it was a great job. Kudos to Ben Johnson, man. He had his best game.
1: And they dialed up <laughs> James Williams a little more in this game. You saw him on 52% of the snaps, which is a, a ramp up from what it was the previous week since he came. And, you know, they, they tried. They had a beautiful play with him to get a touchdown that I thought was a bullshit penalty that they called back on Decker. Um, but, yeah, you know, they're they're slowly but surely kind of ramping up JMO. Um His run blocking was phenomenal. He was a big reason why the David Montgomery 75-yard run happened. He was running down the field with David Montgomery and just blocking his tail off.
2: Yeah, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, J-Mo Blocking that, that's not a question. I mean, we saw that from him last year. He's a great blocker, you know. He's he's gonna give a full effort, you know, when they're when they're running the ball and, and to make a play to block. My I, I mean he got snaps. I just I just want more targets, man. I think he just needs more targets, man.
1: I mean, I agree with you, but it's like tough though when like Am Ross St. Brown's getting open as as easy and quickly down the field as he was yesterday.
2: Yeah, and, and look, yeah. I think this I just wish that there were some plays. Like for example, they play that used Khalif Raymond.
1: The forty yard the, <clears throat> the last drive.
2: Yeah, why why did why did they not use JMO in that play instead? You know? Like I just some stuff like that. I'm like, all right, maybe just switch the people out and, and maybe give J Mo some opportunities. you know, that play with J Mo would have been a touchdown. Yeah, J is I think he's much faster than um Khalif Raymond. he probably took it to the house. But it just
1: Loki better wasn't a touchdown, honestly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that, that's true, that's true.
2: <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I'm just waiting for that, that game where he gets like six, five, six targets, you know, five at least five targets, five targets, six targets around there. And then we could say, okay, JMO is coming along, you know, but these one targets, two targets, it's
1: kind of like, eh. Yeah. I want to ask you something uh, as far as the coaching. I know Peter's answer. I know he's not here. So usually we, we tend to agree on this more than I usually agree with Peter on this. But Dan Campbell, very, very gutsy play calling throughout the whole game, honestly. Going for it as many times as he did on fourth down. We know that. Uh, end of the game, going for it on fourth down. Um, you know, not, not electing to kick the field goal. Let's start off with the biggest decision of them all. In the fourth quarter, minute 46 left. You have an opportunity to kick a 45-yard field goal, take the lead by three points, leave the Chargers with one timeout and probably about a minute 40 left on the clock. And they could either try the game with the field goal or they could win the game with a touchdown. Lions on fourth and two, to go for it, pays off big time, make a completion to Sam Laporta. Lions kneel the ball a couple times, set up a field goal for Riley Patterson. Riley Patterson, Kicks the game on the field goal, 41 yards, ball game. Okay. Now we know the results will happen. But as you were sitting wherever you were, did you like the decision of Dan Campbell going for it in that situation?
2: Of course, man. Of course. I mean, the thing is, if if our defense was playing at a rate that they were putting pressure on Justin Herbert and they were stopping, they're stopping the, the Chargers offense, and the Chargers didn't have an answer for the Lions defense and it was just like and shit they, they looked look like the, the Raiders from last week. I would say kick the field goal if they look like the Raiders, where the Raiders couldn't do anything. But J- Justin Herbert and that Chargers offense, they're they're moving the ball at will. They're completing passes at will. Doesn't matter who the hell was in that game, whether Keenan Allen was in the game or if he was out the game, they were still completing passes to whoever Whoever the hell they wanted to complete the passes to. Some guys don't even know who, who they were who were, were complete passes to. Um, so I agree a thousand percent with Dan Campbell's decision because our defense didn't have an answer for their offense. You wanted to end that game, which you know, you of you having the ball last and deciding on you know going on trying to get a game winning field goal. So I agree with them a thousand percent.
1: I agree with you a hundred thousand percent too. I think that's the difference though between us and Pierre though is that I think Pierre no matter the situation he's going to go for that. It, it could have been a 3-3 ball game Pierre's going to go for that and try to yeah. try to get the first down. Uh,
2: yeah, it was, like if they were playing against the Raiders last week he would have went for it. But like again, you got to you got to see your situation. Like is your defense stopping them? Is your defense shutting them out? Like do they have an answer for your defense? If the answer is yes, like if your defense is stopping them, kick the field goal, let your defense win the game, and then go home, you know. But <sighs> Aaron Glenn, I don't, I don't, I don't I even know, <laughs> know what they're putting out there. <laughs>
0: We're gonna but
2: talk about that. yeah, I mean, whenever you're ready to talk about, it, but yeah, the, the Justin Herbert was doing whatever the hell he wanted to do against that defense.
1: Yeah, no, and I agree a thousand percent. I, I think. Even the moment of I'm I'm usually not the guy I want to say conservative, but like I'm I'm usually the guy that I could like say it's okay to kick a field goal and then you know trust your defense. But when your defense gives up five touchdowns back to back to back to back to back, there comes a certain point where it's like okay, you got to go just pick up this first down and end this game. If we don't get it, you're probably going to lose regardless because the defense was not going to get a stop or it's going to be a tie game probably best case scenario honestly and you go to overtime and then you're relying on a coin flip to for the game at that point and i said how this game reminded me of the game from seattle last year i'm gonna say remind me of the game from seattle this year to a certain extent where i thought the lions in this year versus seattle week two had an opportunity on the game they chose to be conservative kick a field goal go to overtime rely on the coin flip lost the coin flip lost that game if the Lions kick the 45-yard field goal, and let's just assume Riley Patterson nails it because he nailed it for 41. Let's just assume he nails the 45-yard field goal. Let's assume the Chargers are just probably going to drive down the field because they have—they show me no evidence why they wouldn't just drive down the field and win the game or kick a field goal and tie the game. And then we're doing the same thing, just like Seattle, we're relying on a coin flip. So I like the aggressive nature because I believe if—if if you even kick that field goal. The game is still in big jeopardy of either losing it in regulation or losing it in overtime because then you're relying on the coin flip. So I agree a thousand percent with Dan Campbell, and I know some people are not going to like that. And it just matters on the situation, in my opinion. Like you said, I think a great example if your Lions defense is playing like how they did versus the Raiders, and you're in a you know, in a a gritty game where it's like you know, 10 10 and you have an opportunity to kick a 45-yard field goal and you only leave the, the opposing team with a minute 41 with one timeout, yeah, absolutely kick the field goal because you trust your defense at that point. There is no evidence in that second half you trust that Lions defense. There's no way in hell you trust your lines defense in that situation. They gave five straight touchdowns back to back to back to back to back. Justin Herbert was dealing. They didn't matter if Keenan Allen was in the locker room or he was on the field. There was it was one play where he just showed up before them. I'm like where the fuck did he come from? He wasn't playing ball. <laughs> like, I, I hear Jim Nitz, he goes, "Look, who's on the field? Keenan Allen. Like, where the fuck did he come from? He was just in the locker room. I thought he was taking a share or something. He he's just pops on the field. He didn't get the touchdown oh, or anything. Shit. But like I'm like, where did he come from, bro? That was my same reaction." <laughs> Like, it wasn't like it was in between a drive, and then he came in. Like, I've seen that all the time in the NFL. He came at the last play in the fourth fourth down on that drive. And they scored. And they scored, yeah. It was the they Quentin Johnson. Again. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I, I, was, I was shook. But regardless, if he was in or out the field, I'm still shitting bricks if the Lions defense had to go back <laughs> on the field. I tweeted it during the game. JG, just go on this game. Don't even let the defense smell the field. Don't even <laughs> let them smell the field because they have zero answer. With the Chargers' officers doing. Oh man,
2: that was crazy! Because I think right after that play, I think he went right back to the locker room.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happened. That, it, it was bizarre.
2: He was going in and up the locker room, and then, yeah, he was on that play. And I was like, "What the hell where did he come from?" Yeah, that and was, then he ended up scoring. Oh, wow, um,
1: it was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 like you said, man. I mean, it's a thousand percent the right decision. I only know why people are questioning it. Like, did like? why would you want to kick the field goal there when you knew the type of
1: game we were in? Yeah, I don't think people are questioning it now because it worked out well. But you already know what would happen. If they didn't convert that fourth down, you're hearing a lot of different.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Let me ask you a question, man, because your memory is way better than mine right now.
2: (laughs) Way better than mine. I can't think of a game where we had a shootout like this, and we came out on top. Is there a game that you could think of that we actually won a game like this? We've been in them. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, We've we've been been in a ton of them, them. and all I can think about is us coming off on the wrong end of these. I can't think of any.
1: Last time we won a shootout. I don't have one. I know Jared Goff's last time he won a, like a big time shootout was that Chiefs game when he was on the Rams on Monday Night football. Yeah, yeah,
2: but that's he he wasn't a he line, he was, was in line. Lions last time they won a big
1: shootout. I mean the Seattle game last year, they lost that. That was a shootout. They lost, yeah. Um yeah,
2: I got nothing. <laughs> I can't I can't I honestly I was thinking about it and I was trying to go back I was trying to think I was like man I don't think we ever won one of these before (laughs) like like I'm just I'm going back from like like 2000 to now I'm trying to just think of when last time we had a shootout like this and I will think I thought about all of our shootouts but I'll just all remember is us coming off on the wrong end of these so it it made me appreciate this one more because I don't think we won a shootout
1: like this before I mean, like let's define shootout. Like, get like when I define shootout, I'm talking about like touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Like, yeah. really like zero punts. That's yeah, shootout. And like that's like like the, like the game. Seattle game. And that's what they – yeah. Like the Seattle game, like this game. Like the lines have won games where they won like thirty-one thirty, which are high-scoring games. But I wouldn't define those as shootouts if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Especially no, no. when
1: they're, like, mixed in with, like, some defensive touchdowns. Like, this game, there was none of that. Like, it was literally just all offense touchdowns. Like, the only, yeah, just, like, impact the defense really made on either side was Kirby Joseph's interception.
2: Yeah, that, that's true. That was that, – that could have been a deciding factor because if we didn't get a, a turnover there, I think the whole algorithm of who has the ball last is different.
1: Yeah. I think us having to settle for a field goal too, where Taylor Decker got called for a bullshit penalty, in my opinion, where J Mo yeah. was in the end zone. I think that was a big impact because, I mean, that went from a touchdown to what, was it, like second and 20 at that point or something like that, where yeah. it was just a drive killer where that settled for three at that point. Yeah, that's true. And then we had the other one where we got turnover on down on the two yard line where Jonah Jackson just forgot how to block for a second. <laughs> Who would have thought? Was it was it wasn't was that Nick Williams that thought? Wow, yeah, I didn't even know he honestly was on the Chargers till we pre Me neither. I was like, just looking like, "This is our Nick Williams?" Like, no way. Yeah, I
2: I need to know, man. I thought he was out of the league. That's that's good for him, man. Good for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't great for us, but like, it's impressive, yeah, because he was on that Patricia shit defense, and for him to still have, I mean, not that the charge defense is anything special, but like, this that he's still in the league is yeah, that is impressive. Yeah. All right, I think it's. I think it's time. I think it's time we, we talk about it. Let's talk about the,
2: the elephant. The elephant. The big elephant in the room. Let's
1: talk about the elephant in the room. We, we talk. <laughs> we talk about the positives. Oh shit! Let's talk about the Aaron Glenn defense. Oh shit! Let's ask the simple question: What's nah. the impression? What's the impression you take out of this game from the Aaron Glenn defense?
2: Oh man, um, I I, I think it showed. I think it showed. Like, I, I'm not sure if we got exposed but it it showed that we, we we lack uh uh you know another pass rusher uh, another you know guy opposite of Hutch it showed this game shows showed that we lack that we had zero sacks um and then also our secondary I think our our corners you know Cam Sutton, has been he's been solid Jerry Jacobs's been solid I think we've just been I think I think especially me I've been overhyping them up as them being great corners, but they're just they're just good corners. But I don't think they're guys that's number ones. You know I, I don't think either of them are number one corners. I think they're both you know really good number twos. Um, but it, it shows that we play against a, an elite receiver and a quarterback that could get the ball off. We could be in trouble. Because I don't think those guys can cover them. Um, Keenan Allen completely does not matter who the hell they put on them, shredded us. Um, and not, not only Keenan Allen, but whoever the hell Justin Herbert was throwing the ball to, cooked us. So it just, just, just shows that uh, I, I think we're not as talented in, in that in that cornerback room that that we thought we were. Um, so it kind of it kind of woke us up, I, I guess, like showing us that we need help.
1: Is it a little concerning that I thought they still did a very – like not, not a very good job, but I thought they did a pretty good job on the running game. Like they didn't let Austin Eckler break too many big runs. I mean, he got involved more in the passing game than I thought the running game, honestly. That yeah. even we made them one-dimensional and we still had a big time stopping them, which I think is a bit concerning.
2: Yeah. I mean, they, they got, what, a, I think a total of 98 yards. rushing, yes. Yeah, between their backs. So, you know, holding them to 3.5 yards – Per yard per carry, it's good, dude. It, I think Aaron Glenn. I think I think this is. I think the problem with Aaron Glenn right now is, is that we were so bad last year on stopping the run, and he's putting all his eggs in the basket this year to stop the run. Which is, I think that's what that's what you should do. I'm not saying that's what you should do, but you, you definitely want to stop the run. Um, But I think like that's the only thing he's focused on right now is stopping the run. Our passing game, the the passing defense is. I don't know, man. Like, the, the soft show that they're doing, it's not It's not it. it it's, it's not it, man. It's like, uh, I I just can't put a finger on it. Is, is it is the scheme on why the, the, the secondaries is, is what it is right now? Or or is it the players? Like, do we lack talent? Uh,
1: I don't know, man. I don't know exactly. They're on a great pulse on it. but Because like, we've seen two different versions of defense, but, like, you see it, adamant really different defense when they play good quarterbacks. Like, you saw this game, obviously, versus Herbert. They struggled. You saw when we played Lamar Jackson, they struggled. Um Not necessarily a great quarterback, but a good offense with Seattle. Like, we struggled. And, like, the only good defense that we played versus a good quarterback and a good offense was week one versus the Chiefs. And, you know, not that – i'm gonna put an asterisk by it by any means because they they, they played their asses off but you know they were missing travis kelsey um and we we did get catch a couple break or not a couple we caught a lot of breaks in that game with Kadarius tony's drops and you know him giving us a pick six like there there was some big breaks in that game and it was week one so it is a little concerning is like when they do play these high powered offenses or like these good offenses they just don't have an answer but like I don't want to put it completely under the rug and say he has done a bad job all year because you know we've had games where we played the Falcons, only give up six points, we played the Buccaneers, only give up six points, like zero touchdowns. Like giving zero touchdowns in the NFL, even if it is not the high-powered offense, it's still very impressive. What he did versus the Raiders. I know they're not the high-powered offense, but still impressive. It's just like there's not a good balance, though. It's like it's either really bad or really good. And it feels like when we play the good teams, or the good offenses at least, it's been on the very bad end. And that, that that could be concerning when you get to January and you're playing more meaningful games than you are right now.
2: Yeah. I just want to give a big shout-out to my dog Jay on Twitter. Um, he actually DM'd me and, and, and gave me this stat that I wasn't even aware of, that um, when we play against good teams or good quarterbacks, like the Mahomes, you know, and Justin Herbert, we, we average – Give it up on giving up as far as points. We give up thirty one point seven five points per game,
1: and that's not good. That's very bad. That's and
2: that's very bad. And then, like you look at the rest, it's twelve point six. So that number is 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 concerning because when you play, you're eventually going to play against these teams, and and you don't want to look like the Vikings of last year, where you're getting by, and then yeah, you win your division, you get to the playoffs, and then you're like, all right, now I got to play somebody real. And then you get demolished. And then I was like, okay, what the, what, what, what was the season about? Um, you, we don't want to be there. Uh, so this, this is something that definitely got to get fixed. Good news is, uh, we have eight weeks to fix it before we get to the playoffs. Um, hopefully, I mean, they, I mean, trade. They, we can't bring nobody in. I mean, as far as like trading in anybody because the trade deadline is gone. So Aaron Glenn's got to fix it. He got to figure this shit out. I'm not sure what they're going to do because again, I don't know if it's a talent issue. I don't know if it's just a scheme. I don't know how we're going to fare when we have to play against a good quarterback and an elite receiver, because I don't think the I don't think we have the combination in the secondary to cover that guy. So I don't know what they're going to do. Um, hopefully, pressure can get there, and that would help out the secondary. Um, it's getting sacks. We have zero. We have zero sacks this game. Yeah, like, this this is not not good. And, and even the much as Aiden Hutchinson has been balling out. Do you feel like there's something wrong with him or not? Not saying time-wise, Aiden Hutchinson's a beast. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about since he got the interception, and got hit in his leg. Uh, he just hasn't really, it, it seems like he's a step off.
1: I mean, he's getting the backfield pretty consistently still. Like that's not an issue with him. I think he's just lacking help right now. I just don't think anybody's stepping up alongside with him. Like, I mean, Romeo Quara has been invisible. Charles Harris has been invisible. Uh, Julian Aquaros gave us flashes, but like for the most part, has been not all that. John Kaminsky is not the same player as he was last year. It feels like at least as far as getting to the quarterback, I think he's still doing a good job at stopping the run. But as far as getting to the quarterback, I feel like we saw him way more last year than we are this year. I almost forgot like he plays for a team. him and Josh. Like I was watching the highlights go today. Go. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I forgot Josh Pascal's activated. Like, I saw him on the play. I'm like, net's oh, 93. I'm like, he is playing. I, f- I completely forgot about him. Yeah. I didn't even notice him during the game yesterday. I'm, g- I'm gonna be completely honest. I didn't even notice him last game. One positive I will give you was very similar to around this time last year. We were having a tough time on defense, big tough time on defense. We were <laughs> on base to be the worst defense in NFL history. They had that bye week, they got kind of right. And they had a reinforcement come in, James Houston, from the practice squad, that no one expected him to make any single impact. Made his debut on Thanksgiving versus the Bills. I think he had two sacks in that game, maybe three. Um, and then he was just an absolute animal the rest of the way. He had eight sacks from Thanksgiving to Week 18 versus the Packers, which yeah. was absolutely stellar. Now, you don't have him on the field right now. He's injured. But positively, it sounds like that he could be back maybe in another month from now now that's me speculating but the reports are indicating that he could be back in mid-december maybe late december so right before the playoffs so if you can get that spark like you did last year from thanksgiving all the way to week 18 and he could be a reinforcement to your defense and he could be the help alongside ada Hutchinson and just your defensive line in general i think that helps your defense out significantly more and we always say what makes a good secondary a good pass rush your secondary could be masked big time if you can get a good pass rush, and I like I said I, I agree with you. I, I think Cam and I think Jerry Jacobs are the good quality players, but they're not true number one corners. I think Cam Sun could be like a low end cornerback one. Jerry Jacobs is you know a mid level good cornerback too, but like you know they're not elite by any means. You know they're, they're not they're not Sauce Gardner, they're not Jalen Ramsey. Like they're not going to be locking down guys like that. That's not that's not their game. But I think if you can get a good pass rush, I, I, I think it helps out them significantly and just your whole defense in, in, in general. They're doing a great job against the run, even without Houston, and that's not his department anyways, but they're doing a great job against the run. They just need to get on the pressure on the quarterback more often.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what to feel about this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping that you're right, man. But it's not like James Houston been been invis- – like he hasn't played all year. He played in two games. He has one and a half. Two, one, one and a half, and in, 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 in those one and a half games, he has two pressures, zero sacks, yeah, and one QB hurry. Um, I, I'm hoping because it's not like that he was you know practicing this whole time. He's coming off an injury. He is. So the the, the hope of him coming back and being the savior to this defense, I
1: I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be the savior, but I think it helps for sure from what you have right now. Yeah. And we were on the same boat, man. I, I do think it was a missed opportunity by Brad Holmes. Like, I, I love what Brad Holmes has done to change this culture and this team and make us competitive and make us contenders. I do think it was a missed opportunity, though, when you had an opportunity to go acquire a guy at the deadline. And yeah, we kind it, of stand and only got DPJ.
2: Yeah, it made me sick to my stomach watching the 49ers this weekend. <laughs> Made me absolutely you sick to my stomach. Lawrence. <laughs> it made me sick to my stomach, man. And watching them, I'm like, oh, it could have been us. Oh, well.
1: It'll really, I don't even want to think about this, but like, I'll just say it because I, I, I'm already thinking of it. So I'm thinking, I'll say it. It'll hurt even more if we're playing these fucks in the playoffs and you see him getting the backfield and sector. Oh,
2: no, shit. No, no, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, if our offense lies, I mean, I, I, I I have faith in our offensive line now. Um, As you I, should, I, I think that we could. Go, we're healthy. I think we could put them against anybody. I then I, I'll have faith in in those guys um, over anybody right now. But yeah, man, that that is a scary duel they have there. And um, he he's definitely helping out their defense. I wish he was helping on our defense. Um, I just don't. I just don't know, man. I mean, we we need help. James Houston coming back. Am I? I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy he's coming back. But is it something that I'm like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to fix our defense? I don't know, man. I think it's also up to Aaron Glenn, too. I mean, I'm not sure with what he needs to do to simplify things. I don't
1: I don't know. I mean, let's cut it straight. If you are relying on your defense to be completely fixed by James Houston, that's a, that's a big issue. It's got to come from everyone else. You can't just be relying on James Houston. I'm just looking at it as that. It could be helped to your defensive line. But you should not be relying on James Houston to be your Lord and Savior to save this defense. Because if that's the case, shit that that is not that's not gonna happen. That's just not gonna happen.
2: Well, I mean, if, if he can get to the quarterback, that's a help because we don't have nobody. We're not getting to the quarterback, right? We're not we're not sacking the quarterback. So if he could get to the backfield, and sack the quarterback, I guess you know that's that's a help, you know. Yeah. But then, when you also have to say, but yeah, you know, you're. I mean. Yeah, good pass rush helps secondary. Secondary, so they'll they'll be better if if we can put pressure on the quarterback. But that's a, that's a big if, man. Uh, I mean, right now, do I have faith in it? Right now, I don't. I can tell you right now, I don't
1: know, man. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> I completely understand. I mean, you you mentioned it in this very, very, very small sample size. I mean, he wasn't even doing much, right? Like it was, he was, but that against the yeah. City game, it, it did like he didn't have that much of an impact. So. It is what it is, but we saw the type of player that he could be last year in that final stretch of games, and just to pick up eight sacks in that stretch of games is 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 no, it's it's crazy, like that's unheard of.
2: He was he was going wild, man.
1: Yeah, so like if we can get that type of player, or even like eighty percent of that, that would be phenomenal for this defense right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, if we could just get somebody else to get a sack on a quarterback right now, other than Ada, other than Ada Hutchinson, and, and to help him
1: out. That'll be, that'll be helpful, man. Let's play a game. Who's going to be the next Lions <laughs> defensive line? Well, let's go edge rusher. We won't, because con- our defensive tackles have actually, I think, gone to the backfield more often than some of our other edge rushers outside of Aiden Hutchinson. Like, yeah. I've seen a lean back there more. I've seen even Benito Jones finish. I've a seen sack. Benito Jones. Yeah. Too. <laughs> like, let's play the game. Who is the next Lions edge rusher to get a sack not named Aiden Hutchinson? And when does it happen? You
2: said edge rusher? Edge rusher. Damn. Because uh, I was going to say linebacker. is going to be Alexander alone.
1: Nope. Edge um, rusher. Edge rusher. And when does it happen? are the Bears this week Something can like it happen.
2: Yeah. I'll say Julian O'Court, and I'll say this week. Okay. i say he gets one. i say Julian gets one.
1: I'm going this week as well. Ah. <sighs> I was thinking one of the Aquara guys. Julian, I feel like Julian usually does well versus the Bears, too.
2: Yeah. And the thing is, is like I'm expecting them to come back and and have a good performance this game because I'm pretty sure Dan Campbell, he's no BS type of guy. I'm pretty sure he's going to bring all the coaching staff in the room. He's going to let them have it. He's going to let them have it because – Shit like this, you can't you can't let it fly, man. Like this is not this is unexcusable. It's inexcusable. So I'm expecting them to come out this game and have a, a highly productive game. It's gonna look like those games we had before. They're gonna be pressuring the quarterback all the time. They're gonna probably get four, five, six sacks this game. But then again, it's it's uh, I don't want to say oh it's just the Bears, but they're gonna do it against the Bears. And my my thing is is can we do this against a, a good quality team? You know that, that's, that's what I'm waiting for yeah. as, as far as like putting the pressure and, and getting the sacks. Can we do that against a good quality team? Not, uh, next week, I'm expecting them to come out and, and perform defensively. If they don't, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. I think they need to bounce back, and they're going to show the, the Bears they're going to bounce back that way. <laughs> but, so
1: you can't say the, the the Bears. You have to say yeah. the, bear. the, the Bears. The Bears. <laughs> uh. And I agree 100% with you. Like I think, like throughout the next span of games, whatever it is, like Chicago, and you got the short week versus the Packers on Thanksgiving. Like they're gonna have good performances. I think, like the the real response is to see if it's really fixed is when they do play a good quality team or a good quality offense at least, like the Chargers.
2: You know what's gonna be crazy, man? I think by the time we play um, the Vikings, that could be quality, good quality team right there because they're right now they're hot.
1: They are, yeah, and you'll be having Justin Jefferson back. I think he should be back as soon as next week. Next week, so um, yeah. I mean, I will say the last three games of the Lions' season don't want to look too far forward down the line, but got the Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. So I, I think that gives you a good prep of what this team really is going to be heading into the playoffs, which I think is a good thing. I think you know you we'll, we'll kind of know what this football team really is going to be. Is it going to be like 2016 where they were nine and or they nine and four nine and five at one point and they just dropped the last three straight and lost the division? I don't think it's going to be like that. No, but I think you'll prove to see how legit or fraudulent they really are on the defense side of the ball. Honestly, offensively, I'm not really concerned with this offense at all. No. I think I think they can go head to head with any any offense in the NFL right now.
2: Yeah, especially if they're healthy, man. Especially if the offense line is healthy and they keep a jerk off clean. Was he pressured yesterday?
1: It didn't feel like it. I don't.
2: Uh, I don't even think Jared Goff was. Pre- <laughs> I don't think he was pressured. Like that's that's how clean he looked all game, man. Um, I know for he didn't get sacked at all. There was zero sacks. Probably the
1: only one was when Jonah got a block on the fourth and goal. Probably the only one I could think of. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Other than that, I mean, I don't think Goff really had to run out the pocket and extend plays and you know try to make a like try to make a play or something like that. Like there wasn't really any plays like that, honestly.
2: No, Yeah, the, the offense is on point, man. They're, they're playing like that, man. They they could beat anybody, man.
1: It's going to be fun these next couple games because, you know, you can play in the division and back at Ford Field. I, I think the offense is going to have that swagger like, they, like they've like they been having right now. So when you have a good offense, dude, it's it's really fun. Like having a good defense is fun. But, like, when you have a good offense and it's just fireworks, like it, it's, it's really fun. And I think we've really gotten this. It's been shots taken over this offense two years ago. But especially – Towards that stretch of last year, and and now you are really seeing it all kind of click in all cylinders right now, which is really fun. Yeah,
2: and and the, the crazy part is, I think the offense could be better, man. I think you could take another level. I think it could be better, man. Uh, it, it all depends on number nine. I was if just going to say, it falls if, number, nine. if number nine becomes a player, we think he's going to be, the offense is is going to be at another, at another level, man.
1: I mean, I've said it for however many years. I think since last offseason, I said if they get acquire a true receiver to go with Amon ra St. Brown, like another, like just like a stud. Like I was all in on Tyreek Hill and people mm-hmm. thought I was crazy. I was in on Debo Samuel. I said, okay, you want to go in the draft route? That's what they did. They ended up going the draft route, but they were trying to acquire Debo. Like they just couldn't get a deal done. I said, if they can just get one more guy, I think they're already a top five, top three offense. I think they might even be the best offense, honestly. But I think you go from, like, an argument to definitive. Like, you are definitively the best offense in the NFL. You are the closest thing to this, the the greatest show on turf. You are the closest thing to it if you can get one more legit guy.
2: Yeah. I mean, and that's crazy because this offense right now, they're, they're there. Because let's say that they're there, but they they have weapons everywhere, man. You're talking about Sam Laporta. He might be um, – he's in conversation to be offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, who, who, let me ask you a question between um laporta and, and gibbs who who has been more impressive as a rookie
1: i think overall all year it's been laporta but like if gibbs continues this trajectory that he's on right now the last three weeks it's going to be jameer gibbs
2: it's going to be jameer gibbs yeah because i think it's a, his, his position um it's because he's either, yeah, yeah um but yeah man we have weapons everywhere laporta you know, we have two running backs that could possibly get a thousand both could get a thousand yards. It's not something that's crazy. Um because they're they're right there as far as yards. Um Jameer Gibbs has a 470 76 yards, I believe it is. And then Montgomery has 501. So they're right there. So that, that's something that's not out of the question of uh, a wild take of we may have two thousand yard rushers. If they get like 65 yards per game these next games going down the stretch. They're both at a thousand yards, so that's that's a wild stat for me because it was a point that we couldn't get any thousand yard receiver. Now we might have two this year, god damn it. So that's that's wild to me. Um, but then you have um you know your receiving core. You have you know Amranse Brown, you have Josh Reynolds, so you know, all those guys are consistent, man. Khalif Khalif Raymond. Um, but like I said, man, we just get J-Mo. J Mo could just get involved more and, and get more touches and become that player that we think he's gonna be. Man, look out, man. I, I think that that'll become a very scary offense and I think that nobody want to play us.
1: Yeah. Um I'm just looking at like the touchdowns right now between David Montgomery's like whole career. <laughs> Six touchdowns his first year, and eight touchdowns in 2020, which is the most he's ever had. The guy's already had seven touchdowns already this year and he's missed two three games, missed three games already. Yeah. I think if he was healthy all 17 games, I think he could already be in Jamal Williams' record. <laughs> He'd be very last
2: there. As far as touchdowns, the yeah, Lions' a,
1: touchdown record.
2: I mean, Jamal Williams is seeing now that he thought the grass is green on the other side, man. I'm telling I've been saying. It, our offensive line was a big reason why he had a success last year, and he's seeing it now. Um, but David Montgomery's an upgrade from Jamal Williams. So, yeah, that, that touchdown record would have been long gone
1: if, if he was healthy all year. I think that backfill in general was just an upgrade. Like, I think. The Gibbs and Montgomery backfield is just better than what we had last year. And like it's not even a a knock on Swift and Jamal Williams, like they're good players, but I think what you got right now with Gibbs and and Montgomery, like it's they're they're different type of players. I think they're both big upgrades to what you had last year, which is some people thought like in the offseason, that was crazy to just completely clean out this running back room and try two different guys out. Cause David Montgomery, let's be honest, like he was always a good quality player. But, like, he only eclipsed 1,000-yard season in his whole career, and it was barely – like, it was 1,070, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so barely eclipsed 1,000, had a bunch of, like, 700, 800 seasons, um, and they took a they took a risk, and it, it's paying off big time. And I, I know we've always been a big fan of David, but even when we signed him. We knew that he had the talent to be a great guy just from watching him in the division, and you got him behind this offensive line. It was going to be phenomenal stuff. And you're seeing right now, but, I mean, I think it's just – it, it was a great risk that Brad Holmes taken that I think some people criticized him in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I
2: mean, if you didn't see, you no, know, David Montgomery the type of player he is now. I mean, I don't know what you're watching. I, I hated playing against him um, because every time he got got in the backfield, we, we played him. He was getting like five yards every time he touched the damn ball. So, I mean, I knew the type of player he was. And I knew that he put up behind this offensive line. knew it was going to be fireworks. So, they're, they're showing it now. Um, yeah, I think this is probably like I can't think of another duo right now in the NFL that, that's better than these two guys right now. They're playing at these that the, the, their level at least. Um, I think they're the best running back duo in the league. And they're the a the big reason why we're the number two offense right now. We're actually number two in the NFL right now. So I think they're a big reason of it. So, I mean, yeah, a hell of a job for um, Brad, um, Brad Holmes on upgrading the running back room
1: only thing I could think of that's maybe close to as far as a duo and I don't even think it's there honestly is what the Dolphins had early on in the year with that a chain and Raheem moster hey, oh no this is different though but they yeah. were they, they were killing it those two
2: <laughs> they, they just had a, they just had a couple good games I think it's against the the Broncos when they're going off.
1: Yeah, they had a great game versus the Broncos and um, the Panthers, uh, some other teams like that. But, yeah, no, that's the closest thing I could think of. Honestly, I think the last time we've seen this in the NFL as far as a backfield that just fits each other so well and just dominant is the Saints from, I think, what was it, 2019 when they had Camara and Mark Ingram.
2: Yeah, I've been watching football. I've been watching while, so I, I could think of a couple of good duos um, when, when they had like, for, like the Jacksonville Jaguars had Fred Taylor and, and MJD. Yeah, um, Maurice jones that was a good, that was a good duo. Um, I think this is up there, and I think that year with MJ, with Maurice Jones-Drew and Fred they both had a thousand yards that year. Yeah. Um, and, and I think this, this, this team right here, I think they could do it, man. They just stay healthy. Those two guys, I, I think we have a shot because they both are very dynamic in their own way. You know, Montgomery is like a little power shifty guy. And Jameer Gibbs is just, just a shifty, shifty guy. He really You're shifty, really play. fast. Really fast, really shifty. And he has the power to him too, man. Like, yeah, I feel like he could be a three-down back. He could do he could do it all. But they're just, you know, they, they realize they have two good backs. So they're they're mixing them both in. But Jameer Gibbs, if you want him to be a three down back. He could be a three down back. We saw the goal line where you could just hand him the ball. Well, you know, fourth and one, he can hand him the ball. And he's gonna get that one yard. Um so yeah, he. I mean, we have two guys right now. that are just playing at a really high level.
1: I'm glad they rewarded him with that first touchdown. I thought I was a little worried that, like, he was doing, he was getting all those big runs up there. Maybe put Montgomery in for the end zone. I was kind of glad they rewarded Gibbs and let like him got the touchdown. And you know, he, he earned it and got in there.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. So. And then you know that 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 helps out Jared Goff. I think i um, having that that this rushing attack in this offense line is really helping Jared Goff and. We're seeing Jared Goff having his best year. I think Jared Goff had a phenomenal game, man. He was, he was making some throws and some really tight windows, man. Like He's really becoming a guy that right now I think the criticism is gone. I don't think anybody's criticizing Goff right now as far as, oh, he can't make this throw. He's not throwing here. He can't do this. He can't do that. I think all that's out the window. Right now, Everybody, I think everybody's in, in, in sync that Jared Goff is the guy right now.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the last time that he's played this well, and I think he's even doing better this time around, was when he had those two dominant backs. Now I think about it, it was the Rams when they had Todd Curley and CJ Anderson. Yeah, and then we yeah, signed that... CJ Anderson, and he just completely shit the bed. Yeah, just flopped.
2: <laughs> that dude. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about him right now. All right,
1: yeah, all right, let's yeah. do our oopsie doopsie and ball of the weekend. Let's head out of here, and yeah, we'll, we'll get on with the Bears, the, the Bears. Bears soon, the Bears. Alright, so for this week's Oopsie Doopsie
2: Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin.
1: Alright, so for this week's Oopsie Doopsie of the Week, it only comes by any shock or surprise. And I'm not necessarily saying some people are going as far as fire this guy. I'm not there yet. I, I've criticized this guy a lot in the past. I think there's been some good, there's been some bad. but let's call a spade a spade. This game was horrendous for Aaron Glenn, and he absolutely 110% deserves the oopsie doopsie of the week um, for for that. I mean, you're given five back to back to back to back -back touchdowns. You're usually not going to win that game, honestly. So, your Lions offense bailed the fuck out of you, but hey, it is what it is. Won the game. Not too furious but it's definitely a talking point this week, and I think he absolutely deserves the stupid of the weekend. That's Aaron Ller.
2: You know what's crazy is that I think, you know, I just, I just even though this defense looked as bad as he did yesterday, I think he has all the tools as far as, like, the traits to be a good head coach. I hope he gets opportunity. I'm not sure it's going to happen next year. I mean, the Lions, their defense, they're still in the top ten. So if he could end up the rest of the year strong or solid, he has a shot to becoming a head coach somewhere um next year but i, I just feel like he has like all the the motivating tools and and and, and, and talking to the players and motivating the players and, and doing all that stuff i think he has the tools to be a good coach um head coach in so i mean we'll see what happens there glenn man i mean it's it's been bad defensively for us <laughs> i mean like, again i don't know what it is. is is it the scheme is it the are we lacking players I don't know. We will we'll see. We'll see. I, how, I will say
1: aspect. it's not as bad as it was before though. Like they still take care of business for bad team, which is which is good. Like you like yeah. they're at least doing what we expect. It's just when they come to these these good offenses they just are not getting the job done.
2: We we've seen a lot worse. We we've seen Pencilhead coming here and that was the worst defense I've ever seen in my life.
1: Or even last year in Glenn.
2: Yeah. yeah like in the beginning. Yeah. Beginning Eric Glenn was pretty bad, damn bad too. But um there was a point that we couldn't stop anybody. Like, every single quarterback looked like a Herbert yesterday.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> every quarterback. No matter if they're good, bad, backup, third string, coming off the, you know, everybody.
1: So, we're making some type of progress, I guess. We let the Matt Patricia offense kill our defense last year. Yeah. And That was honestly more on our offense that game. But still, regardless, like, that's yeah. embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It is. It is. is All right, it, man. Let's well, yeah, see. Um, well, no Pierre here. You got the honors. Ball of the week.
2: Ball of the week. So I have um, I have fourteen guys.
1: Fourteen guys, man. You're <laughs> worse than Peter. <laughs> I'm still I am I, I, I gave him too. Like, dude, how are you gonna call it a ball? Ball of the week. So I have um, I have fourteen guys. Fourteen guys, man. You're worse <laughs> than Peter. I gave I, I, I him shooting, too. Like, dude, how are you going to call it a baller of the week when you give it to three or four different guys? Yeah, it's called hey,
0: a ballers.
2: ballers. Ballers. These <laughs> to uh, have four guys. Oh, oh man. it ruins
0: the
1: whole point of like, the show. I mean, it ruins the whole point of the, the – the I don't segment. know. The segment. The like, segment, yeah. Like, it ruins the whole thing, man. It's like, jeez. <laughs> One. I know, I know there's a multiple good things, and I know you could choose multiple different guys today. But you can choose one. It's the yeah. baller.
2: Ballers. He has like, ballers. Okay.
1: Like, do you ever see player of the games? I see player of the game, not player of the games. <laughs> oh man. I don't know if it's the no. Michigander kicking in him, or he thinks everything belongs to the S at the end. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, just give me one baller. I have I have,
2: I have one baller. Um, that's gonna go to a guy that could. If I give it to this guy, it, it broads it out and it, it gives it to multiple people. But I'm gonna give it to um, Ben Johnson. So what that does is it pretty much sprinkles onto the whole entire offense. I That's think the whole I think the, I think the whole offense was on fire. Um, ben Johnson, probably one of his best games so far. I know this is one of our high higher off higher yard games that we had um, in a while. Um, we gave we had 200 rushing yards on the ground. Jared Goff almost had 400 yards. See, I was close to my um one prediction. <laughs> so he almost had uh, 400. Yeah. He almost had 400 yards. So I mean, this is I mean, as far as offense, I mean, what they had 600 yards of offenses between their or you know 500 almost 600 yards of offense, man. So Ben Johnson, you get the ball of the week, man.
1: I respect that. Um, I would t- completely agree with that. Yeah, the total offense with 533. 533- and then, yeah, Goff at 333 passing which is looking on the other side crazy. Justin Herbert at 323, 10 yards mm-hmm. behind, so not too far off. But, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think it belongs to one player on offense. Like, Goff was great, but I don't think it just belongs to Goff. I don't think it just belongs to Jameer Gibbs or just David Montgomery. I think it was the, a full, full offensive display where the everything was clicking and they looked great all on all cylinders. So I agree 100% with Ben Johnson being the ball of the week. That's cool. Alright, so uh no uh no Brad Holmes, no Dan Campbell, or honorable mentions like appear
2: No, not <laughs> today. All
1: right. That's gonna be a wrap to this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed episode 320 of us breaking down the lions and chargers game. We will be back later on in the week with a preview. First, the Lions and the Bears. And then we're going to have a short week coming up because we got the Thanksgiving matchup against the Packers. So, two division games coming up at Ford Field back to back. Looking forward to those games. So, you guys could come join us there.